Cryptology Files. Wow, unicorn cake was the most searched food item of 2018. Oh, that's a little extra for me. I hate the world. Hey guys, it's Oddity Files. The The podcast. podcast. Clayton and I are pretty much running on zero sleep right now. Zero sleep. I have bourbon in my coffee to take the edge off and to keep me caffeinated. And Clayton's just going, you know. I drank some tea. Some tea. (laughs) Yeah. If I drink wine or bourbon this episode... I will fall asleep. Yeah, and that's yeah, I mean, until we you'll get just a look wine over sponsor. or you'll hear snoring. Yeah, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So we just got back from Arizona. Arizona. I woke up at three thirty this morning. Clayton has not slept at all. Right, because I took the red eye, thinking that was a good idea. Because yeah, I'm in the middle of moving. Really, never a good idea. Yeah, and and you're moving. Well, tomorrow. I was like, it's a long flight. I'll sleep, and then I needed to finish a movie that I started on the way over. So the first hour, I was awake for the movie. It was El Royale, right? Yes. You loved it? It was so great. So good. Oh, so good. Um, but yeah, then I just didn't sleep, and then our layover was forever long, and you know, here we are. We are living the dream is what we're doing, the sir. Dream. We have a huge announcement, Clayton. We're oh. going to do our very first live podcast. Right. We are. Oh, I, I had a dream last week, and the dream has already come true. Chill, Martin Luther. <laughs> But we are going to do our very first live podcast yes. at Horror Hound Cincinnati. I can't wait. On Friday night. Friday night. We don't know when. We don't know where inside or the convention. How. But it's going to happen. We have a promise from the powers that be at Horror Hound that we can do a live podcast on Friday night. And I'm already like, Ooh, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to talk about it? Are they actually going to hate us in person? <laughs> uh, well, are people? Here's my concern: Are people going to show up? Is anyone going to be there? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, DJ Jimmy will be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, we've got some fr- some friends and family that'll show. Maybe up. Maybe we'll live stream it on Facebook or something as well. I say we just turn it into an episode like the the other podcasters do. Well, that's true. Yeah, but it'll also be fun so they can see our face. Well, I forgot to tell you, I'm recording this episode on, on one of our ghost hunting GoPros. Ooh. I don't know what I'm going to do with this footage. Is it, is it just a regular one or is it like a multi? It's a regular one. Yeah. So when Alexa turns the lights off, you won't be able to see anything. Right. So anything spooky going on in your life? Spooky? No, not really. I mean, I'm in the middle of moving right now, like I said. So you would think like me, you know, moving everything around and turning up dust would like well your roommate begs to differ oh yeah he told me there's weird tappings going on at your house and things like that since you guys have started packing up so are oh. you just oblivious or are you just debunking no it? i was home alone for like however many days and pa- just packing and living and okay. no tapping unless oh. i'm just so used to it at this point that yeah. i'm like yeah well could very well be yeah there's always sounds like there are footsteps in my bedroom but i'm always like oh there's air in the pipes and this that and the other right. so but but it wasn't always like that the furnace and the refrigerator both make some odd noises throughout yeah. the day so we are in the brand new podcast lair i hope it sounds good dj jimmy how's it sounding great awesome 
It looks amazing. Thank you. I've posted pictures of it For how quick the turnaround for you to be doing it all by yourself, I'm impressed. It took three weeks. By the time, well, from spackling all the whole, because this was two different children's bedrooms at one point in time and all the pin holes all over the walls. And so check out all our social for pictures of it. I've got like my haunted collection directly behind Clayton. Right, right Rafiki's now. right over my shoulder. Katika. We've got the. Uh, oh, here's a magic eight ball. Yeah. Is her real name Rafiki? Cannot predict now. Oh, yeah. So those things are. We'll reliable. ask again next week. <laughs> oh, but we just got back from Phoenix, Arizona, for the mm-hmm. day job. I don't know if you guys know that Clayton and I work together. We ghost hunt together, and now we podcast together. I'm sure he's sick of my fucking face <laughs> at this point. No, I would just no call no show a lot if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> But we went out to Phoenix. We take photos of celebrities at Comic-Cons. We got to meet some new ones, which was really cool. A lot cool. of new people. Yeah, yeah. Which is always like, you never know. Is it going to be really smooth? Is it going to be great? And I think it was all around great. It was a great show. It was Ace Comic-Con in Phoenix. We got to meet Taron Egerton for the first time. <gasps> He's so pretty. Uh, Michael Fassbender was great. Oh, my God. Magneto? Are you kidding me right Ty now? Ty Sheridan was great. Alexander yeah. Shipp. Um, who else? And then it was great seeing people like David Tennant again, Charlie Cox again, Kristen Ritter. For sure. Um, So that's what we do when we're not hunting ghosts or podcasting. We get to hang with really cool fans and take their pictures with celebrities for celeb photo ops. That was not a plug. It is not a sponsor. And in the very little leftover time we have, we sleep. (laughs) Well, not today. Just not today because we are producing for you guys. Yes. Yes, because we all of a sudden we're out of podcasts. <laughs> right, we're like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> DJ Jimmy's all like, so um, can we record this week right after you get off the airplane? I'm like, yeah, sure, I guess. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. This has nothing to do with ghosty shit at all, but I guess I was on Total Bellas last night. I saw that. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's your second time now, right? Third. Third? Yeah. I think there may be a fourth time. They were in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've only been on it once because you hear me go, ready. Awesome. Next. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we love the Bella Twins. They're on the E! Network. Um, Check it out. I made a debut last night. So we are not talking about anything spooky, but we had a fan tell us we need to talk more about us. So that's what we're doing. No, we're just talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) As it goes. Well. Oh, something exciting. <laughs> so we recently uh, released an episode about the, the uh, Chris, Captain Chris told us his story about the, what I call aliens in Muncie, Indiana. The ones, uh, the little teeny tiny little, little fairy guys. Fella. Yeah. And uh, that same day, the local news in, in and around that area released that, there are hundreds of sightings in that area of UFOs. There's got to be some sort of drug going around. Well, I'm thinking ley lines. I'm well. Remember, he had said that there's. Like I know oversized animals. I don't know. Well, and like we have a a good friend who's supposed to be submitting us a story about their encounter back in the 80s, I think, and it's yeah. around that same area. So who knows? Some, something's something's a 
what is it? Something's amiss at the Circle K. Oh, you guys are way too young for Bill and Ted. Never mind. Maybe the aliens just dig northern Indiana. Oh, somebody's got it. <laughs> right? There's more than corn in Indiana officially. Oh. So what were you going to say before I so rudely interrupted you? I don't remember. I think I was just going to ask who went first last week. <laughs> I have no clue. Clayton did. I Clayton went, went first. first. Oh. So I'm on. I got stories. You got stories? Yeah, I have stories. I got stories. That, that was going to be my tagline. Apparently, it sucks. So, <laughs> speaking... We'll try again next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of aliens, I have an alien story, which is considered paranormal, right? It, it's right up our alley. I freaking love alien stories, not going to lie. Because we are just experts all around we are serious experts things. on nothing at all. Soon. At what point do we consider ourselves experts in this field? After how many episodes? Are there are there really experts in this specific field? Though? Yes, I we will be the so. first. Huh? We'll be the first, oh. and then we'll write a book. We should write, and a then book. we can do book signings. Sweet! <laughs> At our live events. At our live events, we can do a <laughs> podcast, sign their book, and then do an investigation with them that night. Can we do photo ops? Yeah. Oh, sweet! I know a photographer. Wait, it'll say us. it'll be a weekend with oddity files. <laughs> yeah. Like a music oh festival God, from hell. So sick of us. They'd be like, wow, that Kitsy's a bitch. How does Clayton put up with her? Anywho, back to my story. It'd I'm be a gonna terrible talk... book. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think awful. of us writing a it book. It really would be. But the cover art, I'm sure we'd get some really badass cover art. That's true. And if you judge a book by the cover, we might do it. Okay. We're halfway there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Oh, no, you're fine. So I saw this story originally on... Mysteries at the Museum, which I am completely addicted to. Um, not to mention that the host is extremely attractive. So it sucks me in. His voice lulls me to sleep sometimes. Anyhow, way too much information. So this is the Salter, Salter abduction. And in 1988, John Salter Jr. and his 23-year-old son, John Salter III, were driving through Wisconsin. Salter was the head of Indian Studies in North Dakota and was heading south for a speaking tour. The two traveled the country together since John III was a teenager, always meticulously planning their route to make sure that the trip was the quickest from point A to point B. I guess he had done, you know, talks all over the country. So he was like really specific about mapping out his route and where he would go. Um... On this trip, John Jr., for some reason, started heading a way that was completely off course and was actually heading in the wrong direction. John Jr. then claims he and his son went into a double amnesia, and neither of them remember the next 60 minutes. The very next thing they do remember is heading down an unfamiliar road at 7.50 p.m. over an hour later. So they have no idea how they got there. Oh, a double amnesia. So they both had amnesia. Okay. They both don't remember. It's like a side by side. I watched all these interviews with him, and that's what he called it. We got double amnesia. It sounds way fancier than they forgot what the fuck they, they were both doing. have amnesia. Yeah. Do you have amnesia or get amnesia? That is an excellent question. Jimmy? They both got amnesia. Continue. They, okay. That's fun to say. Um, so they stopped for dinner once they realized, you know, that 
they didn't have double amnesia anymore or they didn't get double amnesia anymore at a local dive joint and the two remember the diner being filled with local law enforcement and fbi agents oh it's kind of sketchy it at is this sketchy. point thinking this was odd they stop off at a motel so they can continue with their trip the next day the following day they're heading through central illinois and the two of them see a shimmering light in the sky Salter describes it as being enveloped in a kind of energy field, which added up to the most exquisite shimmering, I'm quoting, it added up to the most exquisite shimmering silver thing he had, that's that's specific, he had ever seen. Um, The two come to the conclusion that this must be a UFO. Of course. And wondered if possibly it could explain the time loss they had the previous night. Okay, so they're they're kind of figuring things out. Uh, the two just can't shake the feeling that something strange had happened to them. The entire trip, the two started having flashbacks to the night that they had no explanation for. So as they're driving, going places, things are starting to come back to them. They start to realize that they had witnessed aliens the size of children on and around their vehicle. Curious children checking out the vehicle, just climbing on up. Sure. Um, But standing off in the shadows was a six-foot-tall human. This is in the recollection. Yes. This is the the visions that are coming back to them that they assume was half alien, half human. Oh, hell. I'm not sure how they came to that conclusion. I'm not judging them at all. Right. I just have. Well, I just see them like they're both talking. They're both like, I remember this part. Well, I remember this part. And they're just kind of putting it all together into one memory. Right. Um, They notice uh, this this half-seas alien (sighs) walk out of the shadows to greet them. No words were spoken. And John Jr. claims all the communication was telepathic and non-threatening. I mean, at some point, do you think, oh, those are just the voices in my head? I mean, that's what I do. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You don't have voices in your head? Uh, I try <laughs> okay, to dismiss voices in my head <laughs> as just like me thinking to myself. Well, same. <laughs> I, I have full conversations with myself in my head. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Okay, so he said it was telepathic and non-threatening. He also claims there was a sense of calm and a welcoming feeling. And that they remember being led into a very small room. Now, John III remembers being in a chair like a dentist's chair. I So this interview I watched, they'd throw in like reenactments. Absolutely, they did. Horrible. Absolutely awful. Um, and he said he was very aware of what was happening, but couldn't move any muscle in his entire body. He claims he wasn't strapped down, but he was somehow immobilized. My first thought, um, oh, we talked about it, the parallel. Yeah, sleep paralysis. Um, So John Jr. remembered after what seemed like a medical exam, he now vividly remembers one of the child-sized aliens begins placing a very small implant in his right nostril. It was painless, which kudos them. You know, um, and then I, a, I I don't understand how they went from not remembering anything to remembering everything. 
Maybe it was something the aliens did. They didn't want them to remember right away and go back and find them. Oh, look what I did there. That kind of makes sense. It does. Um, Like a short-term memory lapse. Yeah, or amnesia. Um, <laughs> so he gets a very small implant in his right nostril. Then a small injection was made into his thyroid gland. Then after that, a much larger injection was made into his upper central chest. John III claims to have met to fe- to have felt tiny electrical shocks all over his body. Okay. So there was no I was under the impression that most alien abductions included rectum insertion. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Not even a mention of that. I seriously Well, thought. maybe this is the first true one. Well, they say it. it well, get us to that. Okay, so now we know what happened to the boys. And why this abduction story, which sounds like many I've heard over the years, is considered the most believable and the most credible alien abduction stories on the record, and why I'm so interested in this story. Did that cross your mind? Well, I'll tell you. The Saltlers actually sat on this story for nearly 10 years. They didn't tell anybody. Um, but over these 10 years, John Jr. noticed scars, age spots, and wrinkles start to disappear. The original Botox clan. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Look, you're like trying to look up these aliens. <laughs> I know you searched it like... Where can I go? Where, where can I get the ultimate Botox experience? <laughs> Nostril injection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want my lips plump, but not too plump. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I guess he had this really noticeable scar on his forehead since he was a child. What? And it just, over the years, started just to disappear and go away. People would come up to him on the street and say, John, what happened to your scar? And he started thinking about it, and he's like, well, I got all these injections, and the only weird thing that happened to me that could have made it go away were oh, the aliens. gosh. If someone told me this, I'd be like... I'd be, sign me up. <laughs> but being honest, if he's like, well, you know, this one time an alien injected me, and I guess that's what it does. Remove scars. I know. Where do I sign up? It's the wrinkles <laughs> and the age spots I'm worried about. Um, John Jr. claims to this day that it was aliens that were the cause of his fab new look and healthy lifestyle. I guess after he was abducted, he he no, he quit smoking without even trying. He only eats foods that are good for him. It, it, he loves peace. Yeah. Praise the peace. He craves. He literally craves the peace. And um, so I'm thinking, I'm going to skip my next Botox appointment and book an alien abduction instead. Do you want to come with? Uh, I will be, I'll observe. Because <laughs> my luck, they'll be like, we have this exper- experimental new injection. And I'm like, no. And they'll say, it's too late. <laughs> and the little kid aliens. <laughs> we'll be turning flashlights off and on for you. I want to know why the six foot one was half and half. I don't, I don't. Well, because all of them were so tiny, they assumed the taller one was part right. human because he was human size. But That's it, crazy. What it, year was that? In what? 1988. That's what I thought. Yeah. And it is considered the most credible because they, I guess it's proof. 
Right. His scar is what everybody's considering proof that it actually happened. Has he ever had like any medical scans done like in his Not brain that I and find. stuff? I, did, I, I, I watched a couple of videos. I watched the mysteries at the museum. We need to get a hold of him. Yeah. He's alive, right? I don't know. If it was in 88? He was probably in his 30s. Probably. Well, his son was like 22. So probably in his 30s or 40s. So he's probably still alive. If he quit smoking and is eating healthy and looks fabulous, I'm sure he's living All the, the dream. All the peace. Pea diet. <laughs> Juice <laughs> cleanse on the way. That's crazy, though. It's an amazing story, though, isn't it? Aliens, are, it's one of those things like, it would be so cool to get abducted, but at the same time, not at all. I don't know. If I could film the entire thing and have proof, <laughs> I am down. Well, unless the, the, the Botox thing is real. But, but for this, we have to decide on our word. Our safe word. Our safe word. <laughs> Because if they don't return your ass, I'm going to have to be like, shit, we never picked out a word. Yeah, I, I, I need to replace the Wonder Box with one that I can speak to the aliens with. Well, sometimes when it's on AM, it sounds like it's talking it to aliens. Does, so totally listen, we're halfway there again. Yeah, for sure. So that is the story of the Saltler abduction. Yeah, that really is cool and interesting. And anything aliens always like sparks my interest, so. Yeah, I'm I'm getting more into the whole alien thing. Well, it's just so hard to wrap your mind around that in all of infinity space. There's nothing. There's nothing. I it, I think that freaks me out more than knowing there's other life forms out there. And I watched something on, I'm sure YouTube, about how, like, well, of course, in our mind, aliens are green with these, like, you know, oblong heads and giant eyes and right. dangly arms and legs. But like, that's just us making them like humanoid esque, you know? See, but they the could look thing. like anything. I don't think they would look anything like they that. They could look like anything. Yeah. Like, those are probably just the closest ones to us. I mean, right. Or it's just what we've made them out to look like. Right. But if you think about like a fish, a fish looks right. nothing like us. Exactly. So why can't aliens look like fish? Yeah. No, I, I fully agree with that. I thought I was the only one with that theory. Oh, no. But what if they were like the size of dinosaurs? That's terrifying. Like a puffer fish the size of oh, God, a Tyrannosaurus. No. But that's just normality. Now I'm freaked out. Terrifying. Gosh, I wish I lived like a thousand years in the future. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be an Earth a thousand years in the future. Yeah, we're going to be on a different one. Yeah, true. Mars is ready. What I'm hoping is like when my time comes, they can like freeze me. Yes. And then in a thousand years, be good to be like, okay, we're confident that we can dethaw him. Yes. And on this, he'll be planet. good to go. Like yeah. Austin Powers. Yes. Remember or how they like Walt fr- Disney, or is that just Walt, Walt Disney? Disney's Frozen? Yeah, one million percent. You didn't know this? What? Yes. You're making this up. He's like the first cryogenic guy. Is he? Please tell me he's in one of the parks. I that I don't know. That I don't know. Which park would that be in? I'm going Orlando. No. Oh, which Magic one? Kingdom. You think? Yeah. Like Underneath the statue. The, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Look at us making up our own conspiracy. Conspiracy. We should theories. just make this. Did you know that Walt Disney's frozen under the statue <laughs> of him? Like when you enter the park? Oh my God. Where did you did you read that online? No, I saw it. What? I did saw them you? putting this ice cube and I'm like, gotta be him. <laughs> Right, it's fucking Orlando. (laughs) They couldn't take him to like, yeah, Siberia, Walt Disneyland. I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't think that one's built yet. Well, um, not that we know of. It's it's cooler in it Paris, right? It could be just right? malt there. Does it snow in Paris? Yeah. Central Paris? Yeah. I'm sure I've seen snowy pictures. Anyways, my story <laughs> is not frozen Walt Disney. Oh, damn it. Um, but I think it's safe to say we will never have Disney as a sponsor, yeah. which is fine. I actually have a story I'm going to do at some point about Disney that's okay. creepy. So Go I'll ahead. avoid all things Disney. No, you don't have to do that. However. I can't wait. Mine's based in Oklahoma. Everything crazy happens in Oklahoma. People and beings alike. They have Quake Natos there. Oh my gosh! Did have I talked to you about um, Santa Jaws the movie? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! I saw on Facebook that you watched it. This and... is so terrible, and like, but you, I could talk it. to you about this for forever. It was so. He had a. Is it a sci-fi thing? Yes, okay. absolutely, a sci-fi original. He had like a Santa hat on his fin. His teeth were red and green. He had like Christmas lights around him or in his teeth or something like this. The best part was he had a candy cane like unicorn horn. Like a narwhal? Yes. But it was a great white and it was a she. Oh my God. And so it'd be Mrs. Santa Jaws. But like you know how terrible the writing is and like it makes those. No, that's what I love about those. At one point they like see her coming down this channel Uh and this kid goes, Santa Jaws is coming to town. And I was like No, they did not. Who wrote this? Oh, my God. They're magical, whoever they are. Right. So if you have time, it's still on demand because I it? saw it just the other day okay. on, uh, like, DirecTV On Demand. Santa Jaws. Look it up. Five stars. It's one. So that more people can see it. Because I don't do anything the day I Oh, the effects are the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Awfully amazing. <laughs> well, obviously, someone gets speared by the candy cane. Like, of course because... they do. Okay. I digress. So... <laughs> At the rate of unexplained drowning deaths that have reportedly crept up in Oklahoma's placid lakes, some observers have turned to a rather unusual explanation. Okay. A freshwater octopus. What? Yeah. So the legend of the killer octopus lurking in the murky waters of the states um, have just started servicing over the past few years. Um, Animal Planet, have you heard of Lost Tapes? No. So they did a whole investigation of this um and they dubbed it the oklahoma octopus and so it's a freshwater octopus and people have seen it supposedly okay but oh. it reportedly drags swimmers down with all of its tentacles but that's terrifying there are... octopuses scare the shit out of me yeah imagine like being in lake monroe oh oh fuck no <laughs> so fuck, that's the le- that's the lake we boat on in the summer right well guess what um, but no. it's been reported in three different lakes, um, Lake Thunderbird, Lake Tenkiller, which is fun, and Lake Ulaga, equally fun. Oh, that I, Lake Ulaga? Ulaga. Ulaga. Does not sound like it should be in Oklahoma. No. Might be an Indian tribe. Native American. Oh, Indigenous American. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Indigenous. Have you done 23 and Me? No. My um, fraternal grandmother was half... Native American. I could have gotten like free college and shit, but did I? No. (laughs) Okay, I'm continuing. My main question was, okay, cool. Maybe there is, but how did it get there and how is it living in freshwater? No, that's what's what's intriguing me. Right. So what some people have explained is it might be a rare living fossil left over from 
literally 10 of millions of years ago. What the fuck is a living fossil? Well, like, it's just something that's left over. It's a dinosaur. Right. That's still alive. Gotcha. Um, When that part of the country was, as history knows, a shallow sea. Right. And um, the octopus just lived there. And so over time, this octopus has adapted to fresh water. And so it's like. And it's 200 million years old. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, What's crazy, though, is that the octopus, like real octopus, not that this one's not real, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. They are, quote unquote, like a marvel of adaptation um, that it's it's generation time is just like a month. It lives for a month? No, they can like develop and like all this stuff. And like, let's say it loses a tentacle. Oh. It's back. Like, so it's crazy. So they're. It's terrifying. Right. But point being is, hypothetically, if a species is going to adapt from, say, salt water to fresh water, it's a pretty high up there candidate. Oh, totally. No, I get what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, it's a long like shot. Somebody but... could have taken it out of salt water and just dumped it in there and it adapted. Right. Okay. Whereas like a goldfish, you put it in the ocean, it dies in 30 seconds. Yeah, like, okay. at least. So in its hundreds of millions of years on Earth, octopus, they have managed to populate like everywhere. Okay. Real octopus. Like, okay. They're in like the that. warm tropical waters. They're in the freezing waters off Antarctica. Like they are everywhere. I hate when I see them in a freezer at the grocery oh store. Oh my gosh. They're so gross. <laughs> um, so it's like. For them to be so diverse and to adapt so easily, it's not like too much of a long shot. No, it's 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 not. And I mean, I Oklahoma. Well, we'll see. But yeah. you get know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, and I looked all this up because I was like, I'm not that good at biology. So, apparently, to make a shift entirely entirely to fresh water. Okay would take some extreme changes in their anatomy and all this. Basically, and this okay. is a quote, I didn't write this, including the basic ion transport in their cells. Oh. Sounds scientific to me. It, it, so it sounds smart and I believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no octopus um, has ever been known or no um, like aqua- aquatic creature okay. has ever been known to make this transition but aren't they like saltwater alligators sometimes they find in freshwater rivers right but okay. they don't live and breathe entirely oh okay got gotcha. in the water so like alligators science is hard it's okay right that's why i took that right out of the page <laughs> didn't write it myself um second which i found most interesting is most of the lakes in oklahoma are man-made and they were made in the mid-20th century as engineering projects um, by damming local rivers so mm, it's like, like Lake Monroe. Right. But these thing these lakes haven't been here for this like as long as right. they're saying that they have these ancient seas, right? Okay. Um but um this now you would have to consider it a river octopus because the lakes came from the rivers. Okay. They would have yeah. had to adapt it to fresh water at some point and literally made their way like up the Mississippi through small rivers, swimming upstream, going through these dams. So it's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and unlike like the Beast of Bray Road, Chupacabra, um, the Loveland Frogman, the Oklahoma octopus has no photographic evidence okay. whatsoever. Did you read any account, like witness accounts? Well, yes, but 
the, it's pretty much it just grabs you and pulls you under. Yes. Okay. And that's what's so weird is that literally like all these drowning deaths are literally unexplained. So like in all the autopsies, I'm like, oh, they were drunk and they were partying and right, like, right, right. They were stupid. People will literally just be out swimming in a lake and get pulled down by something. And they resurface. No. They just disappear. And so like their people with them are even like they were. Oh, like, that's more feasible. Calling for help and they drown. And Gosh. I guess come back dead. I mean, I don't think octopus eats them, but oh, so it's just killing for sport. Oh, right, <laughs> um, or just like you know nibbles. Oh, um, just oh, that one tastes terrible. I'm not right. way, way, way too many peas. But the only, um, like the only probable thing that people can think of are that they're giant catfish. Still, and I'm like. I almost believe the octopus before I believe the giant Me too. fish. Also, I'm really happy that I did the story. I did not know that much about octopus. This is I. Octopi. Octopi. Mm-hmm. Octopuses yeah, is more fun to say as well. <laughs> I say we take the boat to no, let's Lake not in Ulaga. Some, no, it's fun to say. And just fish. No, no, no. What? I am terrified of water. How often do I get off the boat when we're on the boat? Lane? You're right. Did you know? You want to hear something really crazy about yeah. real octopi? Yes. Do you know yes. that some of them can like walk on land for a short uh, uh, amount of time? I'm done. Swear. No, absolutely not. Nope. James, no you more. think we can like have a video? No. Oh God, no. Just don't show it to me. You're I literally watch it. have it's my be on eyes our Instagram right story. But they yeah. can literally like. It's not like they can you know walk ten miles down the road and, and they back. Like shoot, like ink it. Oh well, yeah, but that's just like a natural like. Fighter can't with flight. Apparently, I have a phobia of octopi. I should get you a little pet one. No, let's like not the one on Finding Nemo. No, Mm-mm. no, I'm good. Thanks, though. But you'll summon demons. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I will. <laughs> I don't summon demons. You're right. I've never summoned a demon. Uh, no, but I thought that was cool because no, it really was. It's like, is it cryptid or is it like? superstition or is it or is it like you know just unknown life form and it turns out octopi are just crazy animals in general it's the suckers that scare the shit out of can you imagine someone lopping one of our Uh -uh. arms off and us being like Mm -mm. it's okay it'll be back in a month well might be nice though i would live life so differently (laughs) (laughs) as if you don't live like you've got nine lives anyway jumping off cliffs and shit (laughs) Dumbass. Wow. <laughs> Again, a back to the demon scary. summoner. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, but you could die from that. Uh, okay. Do you remember my story last week? Show me. I want I want to see a complete written proof that somebody's been killed by a demon. Um Poltergeist. See? Yeah. Poltergeist the movie? Um that yeah, or real? or literally the story they didn't die though. See, here's and I don't want to get too into this. I recently was listening to my favorite podcast, and it was about a, a possession. Okay. And the girl ended up dying. Point in case. Because she had a mental condition, and the priest thought it was a demon. <laughs> she could have been fixed by a doctor, but no, the priest said she was possessed by a demon and tried to exercise the demon and didn't seek uh not mental health. Mental so health, really, demon honestly. Demon-related deaths are 
as questionable as the Oklahoma octopus. Yes. And yeah. There you go. Talk about a summary. Right? Or conclusion. Look at how good we are. Damn it, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) We do have our first submitted audio. um, Where's my phone? Story? Like a. Yes. So um, we were in Colorado Springs last year. We Mm -hmm. met Jeremy Palco. He's from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, Great, great guy. And I reached out to him on social and I said, hey, do you have any weird paranormal stories? And he's like, Oh my God, I so do. I said, well, do you mind recording it and sending it in? And he's like, absolutely. What? Are you ready? Yeah. Awesome. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeremy Palco. I'm an actor. I was asked by Kitsy um, to be a part of this uh, Oddity File Paranormal Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, And I was asked to talk about any sort of weird story or... um, ghost encounters I may have had in my lifetime. And I can tell you, uh, first and foremost, I truly, truly believe in um, the spiritual world and the afterlife. I've had the pleasure of meeting so many people along the way who share my enthusiasm. And um, I want to tell you uh, a quick story, uh, not to take up too much of your podcast here, but um, I remember when when I was about uh, 13 years old, um, a good friend of mine, Kyle, uh, had taken his life, um, and that was that was a rough time back in junior high and high school. But I remember years later, so this is dating to about eight years ago when I was living in Orlando, Florida. A neighbor of mine, a good friend named Ray, um, he was a paranormal and still is to this day a paranormal investigator. He travels the world um, and goes to you know haunted spiritual places and he sets up all of his equipment and I apologize I don't know all the terminology but he has you know all these detect detective devices and things that pick up paranormal activity and one night we decided to do one uh, a seance if you will um, using some of his equipment to see if we could speak to any uh, spirits that may be around or things of that nature and I remember uh, I mean there's a lot of (laughs) probably tequila involved at the time, but we had uh, a wild, you know, night. I think a lot of us wound up in tears because of the things we'd experienced and heard and seen. And I remember for about a week after that night, it was so crazy. I think every night for about six days in a row, I woke up at 3.33 in the morning. Um, it, It was just the most unusual thing. Every night I woke up and I looked across my room to the clock and it was at 3.33, and it was colder in my room. I felt um, I felt like I was in a refrigerator at one point, and I just kept feeling like something was in the room with me, and I'll never shake that feeling. I think about it all the time. And that, that week actually culminated one night when I woke up, and I actually felt like I was levitating on my bed, and just then I got thrust against the wall. Now, I know I, would, I didn't physically get thrust against the wall, but it was like a dream I had that somebody had lifted me up and violently slammed me against the wall. And I woke up in this just cold sweat, absolute cold sweat, freezing. I looked up, uh, I turned on my, my light, and my bed sheets were just, I, I had sweated through my clothes, my shirt, and my pants. And I remember... 
later that week, I, I, I went over to Ray's house and I told him what had happened. And he just nonchalantly said, oh, yeah, a, a spirit probably followed you home. And right then, my initial reaction was, well, get him the fuck out of my house. And he told me, he says, the next time you wake up and you feel a presence in your room to just, um, you know, tell the spirit that you mean no harm to them and that um, you, you know, please leave my my room, my, my house or things like that. And I, you know, I tried that every night. And it eventually went away, but I mean, that was probably about eight years ago, and I still remember that feeling of just levitation and that, that violent slam against the wall. Um, and it's something I haven't been able to shake, but it has been something that I've, you know, been into, and I've, I've not done a whole deal of research, but I have visited places. I recently was in Topeka, Kansas with my my manager and her family, and we went to a place called Menegers, and it was this old abandoned um, it's insane asylum that because of, I guess, tax budgets in the state had closed down. And for a lot of these patients who were not able to move, they just literally opened the doors and said, you know, go be free. Um, and we, we went there and we walked around and we actually kind of illegally, uh, broke in. I guess you could say we went past the fence line where you're not supposed to go, uh, but my manager being the awesome person that she is contacted the people in charge and we got a, actually a private tour. Um, it was myself and two other actors and we walked around this abandoned like five story insane asylum and we took video and photos and we, you know, we felt so many different things inside. I remember turning a corner one time and everyone just kind of froze in my manager um, Stacy, she literally like turned ice cold and just walked out of the room and said, Nope, Nope, I can't be in here. I cannot be in here. Um, and you know, that happened numerous times in the day. We'd, we'd take certain turns and lights would flicker and, uh, not lights in there, but our, our lights on our phones and our flashlights and things like that. Um, and you know, it's moments like that, that, you know, you look back and those, definitely had some sort of effect on your life and you can remember how you felt and what you were thinking. Um, and some of that stuff really intrigues me and some of it just scares the living shit out of me. Um, but you know, it's things like that I would never do alone, but I really enjoy doing with other people who, who share that kind of a, you know, interest. And it's, it's one of those things where like you, you want to believe in it so much. And so you put yourself out there and, um, you know, you challenge yourself and you step out of that comfort zone to see if, you know, you'd really feel something or hear something or see something. And I think people want to feel that. So they know they're not, you know, <laughs> going crazy. But um, I would definitely do do that again with the right people. And um, yeah, I guess um, uh, thanks for listening to my story. I appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to tuning in, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. That's crazy. I know. First, I think he's he's asking to go on an investigation with us. Did you notice that at the end? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but that's like, that's not just like, oh, I I saw like a white mist when I was a kid. Like Mm-mm. that is like physical. He went out and looked for it, and it it found him. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and that you have to be extremely careful with some of this shit. You do. You and like I, we know firsthand, honestly. Right. And yeah. I mean. Yeah, we might go out there and we might, like, you know, 
try to stir them up sometimes, but we never do stuff that's like disrespectful, disrespectful, or like to yeah. piss them off. And we right. always say like we're here out of love, light, peace, and positivity. Every single time, we multiple times. Always say to ourselves following the investigation. Yeah. And we, we lay ground rules. Every investigation, Absolutely. we lay ground rules. And, and I think that's that's key. At the beginning of each session, in each investigation, we're like, hey, you know, because there might be something there that we aren't even aware of that isn't who Absolutely. we're who or what we're communicating with that's just a fly on the wall that says, you're my home now. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's absolutely terrifying. And you know what got me is... <sighs> I, I always look at the clock and it's 11.11 or it's 4.44 or it's 2.22. When, when he said it was 3.33 every morning, that's that's got to be some kind of significance. It it really does. Well, it, it just shows. So, I mean, like when you wake up because there's like somebody in your room, like, you know, right. in real life, you yeah. know, you can just feel that presence. If at 3.33 every morning, this entity was coming into his room. Yeah. He's just waking up because he feels that sense of someone watching him. Exactly. Gosh, that's crazy. It's crazy. Great story. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. That was awesome. And it was Vampire Diaries, not Teen Wolf. I apologize. So Uh, check out Jeremy and Everybody Loves the Walking Dead and Vampire Diaries. I think there's some Magic Mike in there. Check out his IMDb. Follow him on all the socials. He's Jeremy Palco. Thanks, Jeremy. And you're more than welcome to come investigate with us. Anytime. Yeah, so that's a wrap, man. I know. I need to go to sleep. I need a nap. <laughs> now uh, all the ghost stories. thanks for listening. Yeah, um, check us out on all the social sites. We're at Oddity Files on all the things. Um, we have a Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. We actually had a couple people join after we mentioned that in the last episode. I know, episode. I saw that. I was like, oh, people <laughs> are listening. nice. Always rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It makes all the difference in the world. It gets us up there on those lists so we can get some more people listening. And thank you, you, you can hear me. I know you can for listening. And thank you for telling people about us. We're having fun. We are having fun. I mean, why exhausted. else would we do this on Zero Sleep? Exactly. We It'd be so easy to just be like, eh, we'll just wait and skip it. But no, we're here to do it. No, and We are hardcore. And we can't wait for our live broadcast thing. Horrorhoundweekend.com. Get your tickets and um, come see us do this live where we talk about like Cincinnati paranormal stuff. Ooh, that'd be cool. Just I, like local yeah. lore. Yeah, like local hauntings, local yeah. lore. We can't do the Frogman. Frog That's okay. Now. I'm sure there's more. Has to be more. If there's a story you want to hear about in Cincy, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. But where does the new cool kids? We love you. Goodbye. Bye.